Hey everybody, it's Monique LaRue, the Mindful Connector. Hey, I just wanted to share what this podcast is all about on this intro episode. So hear me out. So this podcast, uh, The Mindful Connector, is committed to many things, but mainly to answer the more profound question that I have, why are we connecting? I love to ask this question to see if my guests will pause before answering as if it were a trick question. You know, it's a it's a straightforward question, <laughs> no hidden agendas, but it does make you think to yourself, why are we connecting? And it's that inner trigger that I'm pursuing. So like I said, the Mindful Connector podcast welcomes variety. And because I'm a natural connector, I like to connect with people who bring a spark to my everyday and with people who move me in ways that elicit curiosity about certain subjects that inspires me to activate. You know, let my mom tell it, I've always been bold, reaching out and connecting with people from the C-suite to the front line, sometimes getting myself in good trouble. (laughs) It doesn't matter to me who you are or what you feel your status is. You'll either say yes or no or ghost me. And that happens often. Lucky for me, I don't have a big ego. I use my Mindful Connector methodology to assess why I'm connecting. I always know my why but I don't know my prospects, right? I have experience in digital magazine media. I've produced several versions. I've done podcasting from the early days of blog talk radio. So I'm not new to this, but I am new to this era of podcasting. So here I go. I want you to be a guest on my show so you can share your journey, successes, challenges, and provide valuable advice and insights in the areas of finance and marketing, technology, and most of all, leadership. Your presence would inspire others and help them navigate the complex world of entrepreneurship, corporate careership, leadership, and in life. So please do me a huge favor and consider being a guest on my new show, The Mindful Connector Podcast. As I move into this journey of discovery, growth, and success, I want to take you with me. Thank you for your time and consideration. Let me know if you'll take me up on my request. You can reach me at 678-671-1057 or email me directly at monique at moniquelarue.com. Thanks, guys. Alrighty, everyone. Welcome to the Mindful Connector podcast. My name is Lloyd, and today I'm here with Monique LaRue Wilson. Welcome, Monique. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you. Thank you for asking. (laughs) Absolutely. I've got to say, I'm so excited to be talking to you. And I was telling my wife that I'm doing this interview. I'm excited not only because you are starting a podcast, but because I know the impact you've had on my life. And I was just telling her, I I met you at a point where I needed a certain level of clarity. I needed encouragement. I needed guidance. I needed help in so many different elements. And you provided that to me. And what I ended up learning is that you didn't just do that to me. You did that to everyone. People sort of know you as like a, a helper and uh, uh, for lack of better words, the professional plug. And so I'm so excited, not only that, that you're starting a podcast, but um, you'll get the opportunity to help even more people and continue to leverage your voice. I'd love to start by just giving context to our listeners to understand who you are. If you were at like a happy hour party and someone came up to you, how would you introduce yourself? Yeah, that's that's really interesting. Um, I would probably first say, 
a lot of times this question stumps me because I do so many things. And so when they ask me, you know, well, tell me what you do. And and I have to start by saying, well, first, let's just start by I'm a natural connector. I love connecting with people. I love um, hearing their stories. Uh, most importantly, I'm really curious about what people are doing in their lives, professionally and personally. And so I often will introduce myself in that way, right? So I'm a connector. And then I start talking a little bit more about my profession in customer success and customer experience and and why that field is important to me because it just really makes up who I am as a person. Like it's everything I've ever wanted to do in one. And so um, I start with, with those two, that I'm just naturally curious and that you know, I'm a customer success uh, and experienced professional that just really loves the space and want other people of color to get into the space if that's what they choose to do um, and be that sounding board for them, um, for them to actually have access to someone who can help them and guide them in that way. And that's pretty much how we met is, is through that whole, that opportunity with, with customer success and, and what that was all about. I love that. And I think we both share um, a lot of similarities in our personalities because I also find my, I think of myself as a connector and someone that is sort of naturally curious. Would you describe yourself as like an extrovert or introvert? Like how would you say you've always been like a people person, so to speak? So here's, here's what's really interesting about that. I'm an introvert with extroverted tendencies. But as a child, my mom would say that I was an extrovert because I was just always in the adult conversation, wanting to be around her, just listening to those conversations that adults were having. And then, you know, ultimately just connecting with older people while I was still very young for some odd reason. So um, I am an introvert. I love my quiet space, but I also... I'm very extroverted when it comes to really helping other people get to where they need to be. I want to be that voice. So I'm going to speak to it. I'm going to lead with that in my social media platforms. And um, so, yeah, I, I'm a little both. So I think they call that am, ambivert. So yeah. ambivert or something like that. So I think that's, that. that's all. That makes a lot of sense. And, and, you know, yeah. I, I can totally see that. Um, I, I wonder, you know, I think a lot of people now know you for the work that you do in the customer success community, um, not just because you have so much experience on your own, but also because of your work trying to help the community and position other people to get into customer success, too. I'd love to start by understanding, like, how did you get into customer success? Yeah, so uh, interesting story. So all of my life. I had been playing in the marketing space. That's what my degree is in. So I was, you know, just really trying to navigate for years getting into that space. But as I got older and um, developed who I was as a person in my work environment, I learned that I was I was more of a natural connector, uh, bringing people and resources together, and and so uh, I just was looking for the right role that. Fit that. So I was working at American Express at the time as a, as a business analyst for all things, right, in the financial services area, which was totally outside of my wheelhouse. And so I started getting frustrated. I was like, listen, I have got to get back into a place where I truly feel like I'm having impact. And so 
Um, I started looking for opportunities. And during that time, customer success was, it was, it wasn't new, but it was, it was, it was fairly new, uh, a newer industry, definitely not a lot of people of color uh, in playing in the space. And I just started having informational conversations with people uh, who were in the industry, asking them about customer success and what the role was about. And so I started doing those informational interviews until I landed an opportunity uh, with a company and I got my first role. Now I've done account management work before in the past. So all of the things that make for a really great customer success professional, I had those skills. I just had not worked in the customer success space. So after leaving American Express, I went into my first customer success role and I was managing large accounts, enterprise level accounts, which was great because I asked for it. And, uh, and that was my, that's how I got into the space and just found that it was, it was the right move. And so, yeah, so that's how I got in there. <laughs> that's amazing. And I'm sure, you know, uh, I know you got into customer success when it was still sort of a budding space, but I mean, to see how companies have embraced customer success as part of their orgs has been inspiring and, and just encouraging to see. And I think has created a lot of opportunities for people that are looking for a job that better suits their personalities. Um, being that early in a space and being a person of color, I mean, how was that? What was that like? And I'm sure, I'm sure for in a lot of rooms, you were the only or the first. I mean, what was that like for you? Yeah, so I was the first. I was the first, well, I was the only uh, person of color. Well, let's just back that up. I was the only Black person in the customer success organization, like the actual customer success manager. So there were about 70 plus of us. And, and so I was the only Black person in the customer success role. And starting out early, what I learned was I didn't have a whole lot of places to go, allies that really understood my unique concerns and issues um, that I was dealing with in the customer success space, like working with clients who may not have wanted to work with a black person. Like, I mean, you know, it was just kind of outright. And so how do you deal with that? And so I didn't have any, I didn't have anywhere to go inside of my own organization because there was no one that looked like me that was in the role. And so really the catalyst, that being the catalyst for why I created National Black Customer Success Professionals, the community, because I needed someone to go to and talk to, and there was no one in the space. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to create it because we're going to have more people coming into customer success that look like me, and they're going to need to be able to plug into someone to deal with those issues that are keeping them up at night, which I had many. Wow. I had a lot of things that yeah. were keeping me up at night. So, so that's how I, that's, I can that's, imagine. Yeah, that's what was going on in the beginning. So it was interesting. I can imagine. I can imagine. And, you know, I, I remember chatting with my wife uh, a few years ago and saying, oh my gosh, like I've evaluated at this time, I felt like I didn't necessarily know what I wanted to do professionally. I evaluated my skill sets, my personality, the things I enjoyed doing. And I, I remember telling her, like, I think I'd like customer success. Um, and I remember reaching out to you or finding you on LinkedIn. And when we spoke, 
I knew that there were like black people and customer success, obviously, but actually like talking to like a real person that is doing what it is you want to do went a very long way just to sort of like giving me more context and just making it practical, making it feel a little more realistic. And so I feel like in a lot of ways, uh, you give back to people in that capacity. And so I'm just curious, like, why is it important for you to start a podcast now? What What are you hoping your podcast is going to do? You know, I, I think I'm hoping that the podcast will help me have more reach for the people that I talk to on a weekly basis that are in the space, that are interested in stepping into customer success and tech. I'm hoping that this Mindful Connector podcast will you know, just allow me the conversations with people who can give me more insight and information so that I can share with those people who just want to navigate getting into the space. And so, and also from my own curiosity, I'm interested in a lot of subjects. It's not just customer success. I want to know about, you know, what's going on in the Black venture space. I, you know, I want to know, you know, what's happening in, in the leadership space. And and with mindfulness and and all of those wonderful things. So I personally just reach out to people who will give me access to them so that I can have those conversations. And I think that, you know, starting this podcast will will just kind of blend naturally with what I'm already doing on a weekly basis with people who are um, in the customer success space. These are individual contributors, new people to the space I think it will just give me a little more leverage with actually having opportunities for them and, you know, giving them more information. So ultimately, that's the reason why I want to start it right now. How can it help me promote, elevate and enhance the things that I'm already doing for people who are interested, people who are people of color who are interested in customer success? And I think this is going to be a great platform for it. I mean, I years ago, I, I did um, had a of radio show, blog talk radio show. And, and I was doing similar things. I was doing it more for business, small businesses and having conversations about small businesses. So I'm not new to, to having like a radio show or conversations with people. I'm new to podcasting in this way. <laughs> and so, yeah, yeah. And, and also this being front and center and showing my face is also very, very new uh, for me, because, you know, I'm an introvert, even though a lot of people don't think that I prefer to be behind the scenes and just having these conversations. I think they go, they work better for me, I guess. But with social media, as you know, you've got to do things differently. And I'm sure you can enlighten me a little bit about why it's important uh, for video and podcasting and things of that nature. Yeah, you're so right. And, you know, as I think about it, I think that it's amazing that I think it's going to be great for people that listen to your show to be privy to some of the conversations that you get to have with other people because of your tenure in this space. Um, And when you think of younger professionals like myself, um, being able to be a fly in the room to listen to two people talk about a specific topic that I I normally would have had absolutely no idea about or no insight on is such a great way to get information And not to mention it's free. And that's maybe my favorite thing about podcasting. There's all of these topics going on and they're all just educational and free. Um, And so I I think your podcast is going to add a lot of value from that regard. Um, When you think about it from like the listener's perspective, what 
are you hoping people will walk away with from the show? If you maybe had to pick just sort of like one idea or one feeling, how are you hoping people will feel when they listen to your show? I think what I believe and what I want people to step away with is a sense of community, a sense of there's some place to go, right? You are not alone in this world of customer success and that there's someone out there advocating for them, you know, trying to to be that external champion or having conversations that are necessary and important for them to learn and and to grow. That's ultimately what I would want my listeners to take away is that they're going to be able to find a community, find information that they, not that they won't get someplace else. I mean, there's tons of information about customer success around, but what I'm hoping is that they step away with a more genuine feeling of belonging. I guess that's the best word I can find. Because that's what I take away from our weekly Saturday customer success and coffee conversations, right? It's, they feel like they belong. And, you know, like I often say, you know, be it two or 200 people on that call, I want you to know that you're important, that you have value, and that um, we're here for you. Understood. Um, Yeah, no, that makes perfect, perfect sense. And, you know, I... I wonder too, um, it seems like a lot of the work you're going to be doing with this podcast is going to be ex- an extension of the work you already do um, with some of the your community meetings on Saturday. Can you talk to me a little more about that? Yeah. So those community meetings really started um, because I was getting asked to do one-on-one conversations with people about customer success. And I still do those, but I needed to find a place where I could just reach like one to many. And so, and I also felt the need that people will have issues and concerns and things that are keeping them up at night on a daily basis. It's going to pop up and you're going to need to reach somebody just just like I did. Because the the reason I'm doing this is because it was, I had this very need and I couldn't find anybody. So consistently, you know, over the last year, I've just made it a point to just be available. Holidays, holiday weekends, we've been going at it on Saturdays. Every Saturday morning at 10 o'clock Eastern, 7 a.m. Pacific time, we are having coffee and conversations about, um, about what they may need, what strategy do they need to have when they step into an interview or space the next day. You know, what... What can we help them figure out as they navigate negotiating, whatever? I mean, the topics run the gamut. You know, that's kind of where where we are with what I'm doing on Saturdays. It's it's just become a real, you know, I don't like to throw out the word family because a lot of people like to use that a lot, but it's definitely become a place that people expect to at least be heard. Yeah, no, that makes perfect sense. I, I love that answer. Um, I have just about two more questions for you. Is there anything you want me to add, ask specifically that you want to promote or talk about? I don't necessarily. Um, I do, I do know that, you know, it's not this, this whole podcast situation is not just about customer success. So I know that a lot of it will probably lend itself to that, but it really is because I, I, I tell customer success professionals that they have to have options. And as much as they want to step into 
the customer success in tech space. You can't just kind of hold back and just not do or find roles that may suit your skill sets because you're interested in customer success. So I like to ask the question why, but I also like to have other conversations with other people so that they understand that there's more to, you know, growing professionally than just customer success and tech. So this, this whole mindfully connecting and making sure that I'm doing that is about really just kind of being diverse and having diverse conversations with people so that we just kind of can hear across the board what it's like working with other people, what it's like in different professions, different verticals. So yeah, I mean, that that's an area that I think would be interesting to to kind of focus on, but, but I've just kind of summarized that in a nutshell. I, there's nothing more there outside of okay. that reasoning. So perfect. And Monique, I wonder sometimes, I, I feel like the skill sets required to get any role. Um, and I think the ability to find people that can help you get into those positions, connect with them, be intentional, be strategic. This actually quite a lot of nuance that comes into play when it comes to how we connect with people. Um, and so I'm just curious if just from like high level, if there's any advice you can give people that are interested in changing their situation or switching jobs, switching careers, or maybe even finding, you know, maybe they love their career, but want to start a podcast or something on the side. What are, how can people think about building some of those meaningful relationships? I wrote a book about it, right? So some years ago, I had the opportunity to work with a group of people who were entering college and I had to pair, I paired them with chief, it was a mentoring program. And I paired them with chief executive, chief information officers at major corporations around the Atlanta area. So what happened in that year long mentoring relationship is that the student and the chief person were struggling. They had challenges with figuring out how they could create this relationship that would work for this year. I mean, you're talking about students who were from uh, disadvantaged backgrounds, if you will, and then you had chief executive officers who didn't look like them. And so there was a struggle there. But I naturally was able to connect, build rapport, and establish relationships. Well, during that that year-long process that I was managing and was responsible for, what I discovered is, okay, there's got to be an easier way. I needed to take what I did naturally and figure out what kinds of steps I could create to help these other folks who didn't do it naturally do it. So I created the Mindful Connector Method. The Mindful Connector Method just is three steps using three C's, how to cultivate, how to assess what's critical, right, about the relationship, and then how to keep those connections intact. What does that mean for both people? How do you find mutually beneficial agreement within that particular connection or relationship? And so out of that came the Mindful Connector Method. There's a way to look at and ask the question, why am I connecting? Why do I want to connect? What's the purpose, the deeper meaning behind why you're connecting? And then once you've figured that out, once you've got a good grip on why you're doing that, then you want to assess you know, what's critical about that connection that makes it important for you to kind of pursue or go after and and, and make those relationships kind of work or grow. Um, and then also the, the last step is just really just figuring out what's the best way to stay connected. Now, when I wrote that book, when I came up with the methodology, if you will, you know, you know, 
social media and all of that wasn't as as prevalent. Okay, so there were different ways. the The main way was to make sure that you had you know meetings with people and you stayed connected in that way. And then you know you had email and you made phone calls and things like that. So there's a whole different um, level of ways of connecting today that can lend itself to how you do this. But I would say first, just really writing this connection intention statement about why you want to connect with people. So it's kind of like a vision statement you start or a charter for any project you will have. You want to sit down and really think, no one, I don't think people naturally do that. That's not something people are thinking, okay, I'm going to a networking event. So I need to figure out why do I want to connect? But I think you need to do that prior. You need to sit down and think about for your professional career, why is is it important for me to make certain connections? Think about what that is and then find out what's critical because not everybody will want and have the same connections or connection to you as um, or have the same thought about what's meaningful about the connection as you. So having that information upfront is really going to be key and important. So I would start with really just making sure you know your why you're connecting to individuals and then going authentic, being vulnerable in that connection. And um, yeah, and, and, and just kind of stepping it Stepping into spaces that way first, I think you, it'll lend yourself to, to drawing certain people to you and making better connections. I know that's a lot to take in, but it's it's um, it's very simple if you practice it on a regular basis. So uh, so that's how I would tell people is to really just really first think about your why, why you're making these connections, uh, whether it's for business or personal reasons. And don't wait to make connections. Start early. Uh, you don't want to, at the time of need, you want to start reaching out to people, asking them, you know, to plug you into a certain situation. You want to make sure that those conversations, those connections are genuine um, and authentic and start early. So that's how I go about doing it. That's how I've made most of the connections I've made over the years. And um, and so I can pick up the phone sometimes and just call chief executive folks because I've made connections with them. And um, And it's simple. For me in that regard. <laughs> Monique, I love that. And those are, are some of the things that I'm looking forward to learning more about on the podcast. I want to end with this question. Um, I would love to know just how people listening to your podcast can support you. What does that look like? Yeah, you know, typical social media, you know, making sure that you follow the podcast, you share it if there's merit and you find value in it, you know, follow, like all of the things, uh, because the goal is to share this across all platforms. So, you know, when I, when I think of support, I think of sharing the information with other people who may have an interest in customer success or just interested in topics that, um, I will be sharing. Uh, that's how you could support, you know, there, there are other ways, you know, um, from a corporate perspective, there's sponsors and people who want to engage in that way. There's always ways to to support, but I would start with with the basics, just um, sharing, liking, yeah, and letting people know that the Mindful Connector Podcast is launched. I love that, uh, Moni. Thank you so much for inviting me onto your podcast. I really appreciate it. I'm very excited for you, and I think this was the perfect first episode. I'm looking forward to hearing many more. Yes. Thank you so much. I love that you took this opportunity um, to do this with me. So 
looking forward to, to more conversations. Same here. Talk to you soon. Thanks. Bye-bye.